Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Central Wired podcast, and thanks for listening in. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwired.com or on Facebook and Instagram. We hope this week's message meets you right where you're at. Enjoy. Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms, all the different kinds of moms within the sound of my voice. We, we love you, ladies, and we thank God for you. In fact, I've got a gift for you. I've got a gift for you uh, this weekend that's better than candy or flowers or a, a Walmart gift card. I'm going to teach you how to pray prayers that always get answered that God always hears, that God responds to in power, that God personally answers. I mean, I know you pray for your children and your grandchildren, uh, your marriage, often your financial situation. I know you do. So what would your life be like? What would your family be like? What would your friendships be like if every time you prayed, God answered your prayers? Well, let me start with this story. There there was a lady, she lived alone, she was kind of lonely. She decided she wanted to get a parrot. She could talk to the parrot, the parrot could talk back, it could keep her company, so she goes to the pet store, buys a parrot. She gets home, but the parrot won't talk. She talks to it, it won't talk back. So uh, the next day, she goes back to the pet store, talks to the owner, says the parrot won't talk. He says, here's what you need. You need a little ladder. Parrots like to climb up and down a ladder. So she buys a little ladder, goes home, puts it in the cage. The parrot climbs up and down, but the parrot won't talk. So the next day, she goes back to the pet store, tells the owner, he's climbing up and down, but he still won't talk. He says, what you need is a swing. Parrots like to swing, stimulates them, makes them want to talk. So she buys a little swing, takes it home. The parrot will climb up and down the ladder, swing on the swing, still won't talk. Next day, back to the pet store, pet store owner. Hey, my parrot won't talk. He said, what you need is a little mirror. It looks at the mirror, thinks it's another bird and begins to talk. So she takes the mirror home. The parrot climbs a ladder, swings on the swing, looks in the mirror, but the parrot won't talk. Next day, she goes back to the pet store, says to the pet store owner, the parrot died. (laughs) Pastor owner said, oh no, did it say anything before it died? She said, yeah, don't they have any food down at that store? Okay, I won't do that again. But my point is this. Spiritually, we often have a jumble of things in our lives. Uh, ladders and mirrors and swings. But it's like we shrivel up on the inside. Because our souls are not being fed by answered prayer. Answered prayer is the secret to keeping our souls well-fed. Getting answers to our prayers from God, that's particularly significant during a crisis, and we're all living every day in this COVID-19 crisis. But crises often come in packs, You can have relationship crisis, a marriage crisis, parenting crisis, a crisis in a friendship. You can have a financial crisis, an addiction crisis. You you can go through a mental health crisis, uh, physically, to be in crisis, emotionally, in crisis, an unemployment crisis. And answered prayer is what always gets you through whatever you're going through. So... You might want a paper, pen, 
pencil to take some notes. This will be more teaching than preaching. But when I'm done this week and part two next week, you'll know how to pray and what to pray so that God not only hears your prayers, but answers your prayers. You see, answered prayer, step one, always is listening to God. Often our prayers go unanswered because we start praying at the wrong place. Instead of giving God a long laundry list of what we want, we listen. We want to hear the voice of God. We want to hear God say something to our hearts before we say anything to him. That's the secret to answered prayer. Maybe you're like, well, how do I hear the voice of God? How does that work? How does that happen? Well, you open your heart up to the voice of God by opening up your Bible. He uses his eternal word inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak his voice into your heart. And so this weekend and next weekend, we're going into the ninth chapter of Daniel, a book in the Old Testament, I want us to see how Daniel gets his prayers answered. And Daniel, oh my gosh, I want to be like him. He prayed three times a day, every day. I had this dream of what my life, my ministry, my marriage, my family will become. Who I'll become emotionally and mentally and spiritually if I can devote three different times a day to prayer. And each of those times, God answers all my prayers. That's what was going on for Daniel. And at this point in his life, he had one big prayer. He wanted to go home. He was 85 years old. When he was 15 years old, he'd been stolen away from his home in Jerusalem, hauled off 1,700 miles uh, to the city of Babylon, a foreign culture, foreign language, foreign people, foreign land. And there he had lived for 70 years. And everything that happened in his life was good up and to the right. It was like the favor of God had fallen on Daniel. There might be king after king after king. But no matter what, God kept elevating Daniel to the second highest position in the land. What's going on here? How is it that God is consistently and constantly hearing and answering Daniel's prayers? It wasn't just that he prayed three times a day. It's that every time he started a prayer, he started with hearing the voice of God, letting God speak. Now, before I share with you in more detail the desire of Daniel's heart, let, let me ask you, if you could put it into words right now, what is your heart's desire because when you open up the word of God, Psalm 103, for instance, Psalm 103 says, God will satisfy your every desire with good things. He will supercharge your life with strength and beauty. And, and so when you open the Bible to Psalm 103 and you read that, you just begin to pray, dear Lord, please satisfy my desires with good things. Supercharge my life my emotions, my intellect, my relationships with your strength and your beauty. And guess what? God satisfies your desires with good things. Uh, Psalm 37, 4 says, seek your happiness in the Lord. 
Now we often seek our happiness in the wrong people, the wrong places, the, the wrong things, but when we make our primary focus our relationship with Jesus, and we seek our happiness from our relationship with him. The scripture says, seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you. Then you receive your heart's desire. First, before we voice our concerns, we listen for the voice of God by reading God's word. This is why it's so important to be in God's word every day, to read it, to learn from, we don't read it for information. No, we read it for transformation, to let him shape the desires of our heart, to let him fuel our happiness. And as he shapes our desires and delivers good things and, and causes our happiness to flourish, he gives us the desires of our heart. And maybe one scripture, Psalm 91, that is particularly pertinent to what we're living through right now, the word of God says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone, he alone, he alone is my refuge and place of safety. He is my God, I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying all around you, it will not touch you. If you make the most high your shelter, no plague will come near your home. God will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust me. When they call on me, I will answer their prayers. That's a promise of God. For right now, I, I just found three Psalms that indicate why and how God addresses the desires of our heart when we know how to pray and what to pray in, in, in such a way that we grab the attentiveness and the responsiveness of God. So here's what Daniel did. This is step one for building a prayer life in which God always answers our prayer. This is uh, Daniel chapter nine, verse two, and he writes, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord. Learned. He learned the word of the Lord. He read the word of the Lord. He read the word of the Lord. And from his reading, he learned the word of the Lord. And here's what he found out. I learned the word of the Lord by reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet, another book in the Bible, that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So as Jeremiah, Daniel opens up the book of Jeremiah. What does he learn? He learns that his hometown, Jerusalem, will be uninhabited for 70 years. So guess what? The 70 years is up. It happened when he was 15. Now he's 85. All he's going to do is ask God, and God will hear, and God will answer, and he can go back to his hometown. Um, and so we start. with our prayers, not, not just by puking out our stuff, but by pouring over God's word. 
opening our hearts to his voice, looking for his promises, and just praying God's promises because God always keeps his word. Um, Here's what Jesus promised. Get this. If you make yourselves at home in me. Do you have have a friend, uh, a family member, that when you go to their house, you immediately feel at home? They say, make yourself at home. That's what Jesus is saying about your relationship with him. He says, if you make yourselves at home in me, in your relationship with me, and my words, my words are at home in your heart, then you can be sure that whatever you ask in prayer will be listened to by God and acted upon by God. It's like a blank check. Jesus, a blank check of answered prayer. Did you you notice the two conditions? Jesus said, if you have constant connection with me, unbroken, unbroken by any ongoing sin. If you have a constant, unbreakable relationship with Jesus, if if you are at home with him and you've rid your home of, of any ongoing sin, then your prayers are going to get answered. The second condition was that his word, you, you, you tell him, make your word at home in my heart. When, when you, you have this connection with Jesus, unbroken by any ongoing sin, and you have made your heart a home for his word, then he hears and acts upon your prayers. Um, this is... Uh, what Daniel read. He opened up the book of Jeremiah and we don't even have to guess what he read because we know it exactly. It says this. This is what the Lord says, chapter 29 of Jeremiah. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. Ah, That's how long he's been there. From the age of 15 now to the age of 85. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. Man, that's a part of how I go to God in prayer. I find the promises and then say, Lord, you you promised to come, to come and do all the good things you promised for my life and my marriage and my finances and my ministry, my children, my grandchildren. God says, but then I will come and do for you the good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. That was the desire of Daniel's heart and God says, I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And in those days you will pray. And I will listen. So Daniel opens up God's word, the book of Jeremiah. And he finds the promise that addresses the personal desire of his heart. That God's got a plan for him, a good plan. A plan for hope, a plan for a future. Do you you see, for me and for you, we pray our way into the good plan of God for our lives. This good plan is a dream of God for your life and mine, and we pray our way. We pray the promises of God, pray the promises of God. We pray our way into the dream of God, the plan of God for our lives. And so, man, um, I I imagine Daniel was dancing and singing and 
shouting out to God because his heart's desire for whatever was going to be left of his life, his heart's desire was going to be fulfilled. It was over 1,700 miles, but he was going, he was going home. That's what he wanted in life. So this is my second question for you. My first question, what is your heart's desire? But here's my second question. If you could get what you, what you want, what, what, what do you really want for your life? Step one in prayer is listening to God, opening your soul up to God's voice by opening up his word. Read the word, learn from the word. That's step one. Step two, look to God, seeking him in prayer. Now, th th this is not a casual looking. This is a concentrated seeking. You know how you binge on Netflix? Well, this comes out of, grows out of doing a little Bible binging. When you go into the word of God, you're seeking the face of God. You're seeking the presence of God. And when you find his presence, you find his peace. When you find his presence, you find his hope. When you, when you find his presence, you are overwhelmed with his love. When you find his presence, you burst out in worship. When you, when you find his presence, you find all that is God. Here's how Daniel said it. First, I learned from the word as I read the word. And number two, then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer. Now, those of us who have kids, when our children were little, uh, they might be talking to us, wanting our attention. We're watching TV. We're not really paying attention, giving a half an ear. So they crawl up on our lap, grab our face and say, listen to me. I'm talking to you. They want our full, undivided attention. That's the way in any love relationship. Both people in the relationship merit the full and undivided attention of the other. And so we seek God with all our heart. Here's Jeremiah 29. This is what he read as he read on. Daniel reads, when you get serious about seeking me and want me more than anything else, I'll make sure you aren't disappointed. Have you ever been disappointed in a relationship, in a purchase, in a job? Oftentimes, we don't even talk to God about the car we're going to buy or about the person we're going to date or about the discipline we're going to levy on our children. And so the the disappointment needle gets buried in the red, but, but God says, when you seek me first, seek me more than anything, seek me earnestly, you will not. I'll make certain you are not disappointed. Let me just share with you the promise Jesus makes in this regard. Jesus says, each and every day, God will supply your needs as you seek him passionately above all else. And so often um, we have this, half-hearted desire for God, attentiveness to God, but yet we expect, accept, 
Expect him to meet all of our needs and get a little miffed with him if he doesn't give us what we want, how we want it, when we want it. But, but, this, but the promise of Jesus is you get every need taken care of as you passionately seek God above all else. So let me just give you quickly a handful of benefits the Bible lays out for seeking God. Amos 5.4, this is what the Lord says, seek me and live. Jesus said it this way, I've come, the reason I'm on the planet, the reason I'm with you and for you is to bring you life and that life super abundant. That's what we find when we seek God with all of our passion. Uh, more than anything else, we find a super abundant life, super abundant joy, super abundant peace, super abundant hope, super abundant grace. Scripture says, Proverbs 8, 17, I love those who love me and those who seek me, find me. Do you see the connection between loving and seeking? Those who love God seek him. The more they love him, the more they seek him. And those who love him find his presence. Hebrews eleven six. This is a huge incentive for seeking God this week. Practice it every day. Open his word to be open to his voice and then seek him. Here's what scripture says, Hebrews eleven six. God rewards, God rewards the faith of those who put all their passion and all their strength into seeking him. You want the rewards of God to fall in your marriage? Then with all your strength and all your Passion, seek God for your marriage. You want, you want the rewards of God to be on your finances and with all your strength and all your passion, seek God in your finances. Uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, any and every aspect of your life where you want the rewards of God. Our God is a good rewarder and his rewards come to those who with all their strength and passion seek him. This is huge because Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead that you would seek God. He died on the cross to make it possible for each of us to come into the very presence of God that when we seek God, we'll find him on the basis of Christ's sacrifice, his victory over the grave. Here's what the Bible says. We can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God in prayer. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice. So let's do it full of belief and confidence. Let's keep a grip on the promises of God that keep us going. God always keeps his word. And then also in Hebrews, the text says, let us come boldly to the very throne of God and stay there, seek him, stay in his presence in order to receive mercy, you know what mercy is? The mercy of God, that's God protecting you from bad stuff you deserve, from bad stuff you've done. But when you go to God's throne and stay there, he gives you mercy and he gives you grace. Grace is God giving you good stuff you don't deserve. Grace to help us in our time of need. Well, I'm gonna ask that we practice that right now. This, I hope, becomes the climax of this teaching because I wanna practice these prayers by going into communion, into the Lord's Supper. And so first we'll open our hearts to hear the voice of God. Scripture, in Scripture Jesus says, if you eat the bread, my flesh, I will come and make my home in you. If you drink the cup of juice, my blood, I will come 
and make my home in you. And so we pray what the Lord says. Lord Jesus, we are about to take this bread that represents your body. Would you please come and live in us? Lord Jesus, we are about to drink this juice representing your blood poured out for our sins. Would you please come and take full residence in our lives and every part of our lives? Lord, by taking the bread and taking the cup, we are, we are seeking you. You told us to do this in remembrance of you. So we, we, we seek you with our minds. We seek you with our hearts, with, with all of our strength, with all of our passion, Lord. And so church, let's take the bread and break it. Let me bless it for you. Father, will we call down your goodness on this representation of the body of Christ, for we seek Jesus now. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the cup and blessed it. Said, drink this in remembrance of me for the forgiveness of your sins. So take the cup and let me pray over you as you drink. Father, as we consume this juice representing the blood of Christ, I call down your goodness on every believer. Would as, the, as we consume the juice, Lord, let us be consumed with Jesus. Consume us, Lord, with your love. We seek you, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. I thank God for you. Um, let's listen to the Lord this week and seek him with all of our hearts. Thanks so much for joining us. Just a reminder to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwire.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for being with us and have a great week.